Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm delighted to be back with you again today. And we're going to take a look at the where, the how, and who of multifamily real estate investing. With us today is Ida and Nathan Waldorf. And the Waldorf Capital Ventures helps people get exponential investment growth, passive income, and tax savings through investing in apartment buildings. And they create a receive more, do less partnership with their investors. And so I'm delighted to have Ida and Nathan with us today. So take us into the show and share a memorable experience that helped you to be the people you are today. Hey, Alan, it's so good to be here with you this yeah, afternoon. Thank you, thank you for having for us. us. Yeah, we're really happy to be here. And yes, I guess we can tell you a little bit about each of us individually. I think a story about me that kind of tells you a little bit who I am is from back when I was 11 years old. I was originally from, originally from uh, Venezuela. Oh, and yeah. there was a family that came down to visit our family who was friends with my sister who was living here on exchange. And so we hosted them for a, a period of about a week. And then they traveled for a month around the country. And then they came back and we were having barbecue with them one night. It was going to be their second to last night in the country. So we were speaking to them about the United States and the opportunities. And I quickly went up to my mom and I said, Mom, I want to go home with them and learn <laughs> English. And this was at 11 years old. And I was the kid that would cry at night. And my mom would have to drive an hour to my cousin's house to pick me up. So she said, no, you will cry. <laughs> and I can't pick you up overnight. And I said, Mom, I promise I will not cry. <laughs> and somehow she believed me. <laughs> so that same uh, night, they somehow this family, this beautiful family, agreed uh, to bring me home with them. And wow. we had one full day to get an expired passport, an expired visa, wow. five plane tickets, yeah. five plane tickets, a parental permission from the embassy, all of that. Paperwork got done. Wow, that's amazing in and of itself. (laughs) One day. Uh, Wow. And I left with them the following morning and the rest is history. That's how I ended up in this beautiful country with all these beautiful opportunities and was blessed to find my soulmate. Mm -hmm. Wow. So so did you go back home? Yes. So that I was with them. It was supposed to only be for a month. Uh-huh. And we just fell in love with each other, this family and, I, and myself, and we kept extending it. And I ended up staying five months until my school in Venezuela said, if you don't come back, you're going to have to do the whole year over. So uh-huh. I said, okay, I don't okay. want to fall behind in school. So I went back and then I nagged on my parents for a couple of years uh-huh. and said, it's not fair. You're 11, then 12, then 13 year old knows how to speak English and you don't. And finally, my entire family moved to the States, to Cincinnati, uh-huh. for a couple of years. And everyone went to school, including my parents. And they left business in charge of people back home. And we all had an adventure. So uh-huh. uh, life is an adventure for me, always has been, mm-hmm. always will be. And it's always been a, a, an abundant and beautiful adventure. 
So wow. for that, I'm very thankful. Wow, what a story there. Yeah. Well, Nathan, can you top that? <laughs> I don't know. So in college, I met this Venezuelan lady <laughs> who, uh, who had a heart to work overseas right out of school. And so we actually ended up, we worked with an organization called Young Life. It's an outreach ministry to high school kids. and But we, we got to go down to Costa Rica, and I went down there and learned Spanish there. She already was pretty set in that department. So, <laughs> and then we went to Guatemala City and started started Young Life in the inner city of Guatemala. And uh, it was a really neat, it was a really cool few years. It was, it was not an easy few years, but it, it was fun to be a part of just kind of introducing and handing Young Life off to people who lived in Guatemala and letting them kind of take it and run. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I think that probably put more adventure in me <laughs> when I was less adventurous than she was, but that definitely makes you, I think both of our experiences make us less, more, more scared of nothing <laughs> because of that. You know? wow. So, Uh, Amazing stories there. Well, that is very fascinating in and of itself. But how did you get into real estate? You want to take that one? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward, I guess, after we we had a stint here and there in different countries working with Young Life, we came back and we essentially had to start over with two little kids. Fascinatingly enough, Nathan was part of a family who had, um, he, Nathan was third generation in a family of real estate. Mm -hmm. And so when we came back, we naturally gravitated towards real estate and he joined his family's firm. But starting out when you have two little babies in diapers and you're a 100% commission and you're starting from scratch, it it can be a little tough. So, you know, we had a tough few years financially. And one night I was working late and uh, the kids were needing my attention. And my, my attention was, you know, not as as vast as I would have loved for it to have been. So after we put them down to bed, I went downstairs and looked at this pile of papers sitting in front of my computer in the living room and just felt really overwhelmed. And I just thought, you know, this can't be all there is to this. You know, there's got to be something else where I don't trade my hours for dollars, something else where I really uh, spend the time that I desire with my family, with my kids. So I just was sitting there racking my brain and real estate investing had come across my mind. And so I shared it with Nathan. He's like, how, how can we do that? We we don't have money. How are we going to be <laughs> investors? And so I thought- We needed to get resourceful and I didn't know that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So long story short, we came upon a way to fund our very first opportunity, which is a very dilapidated, ugly house in, in a good location. And um, we pulled that one off. It went well. And, you know, we spend the next of the next few decades kind of with ups and downs and all arounds learning, taking some bumps, uh, growing. Mm-hmm. And so the way we kind of did it unintentionally, I guess, was uh, we we lived off of his income. And then anything that I made just went back into the investment pot. And so um, I got my... So she just kept investing and reinvesting in real estate. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. And I kept selling it to her and helping her price it and selling it for her. Yeah. Absolutely. So we worked uh, like as a team, but mm -hmm. in kind in of our separate lanes. Separate yeah. lanes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I got I got my realtor's license, worked with him for a little bit. Then I got an interior design degree. Then I got my contractor's residential and commercial license. So I kept scaling and growing and developing. And then before you knew it, we were looking at it. We're like, how do we scale more? How do, how do we grow more? And that's when we came upon multifamily. And so again, we spent several years, we invested a ton of time, money and uh, resources, got in the right rooms with the right people, the right networks, uh, and developed some really valuable partnerships that allowed us to really get in because it is a team sport with the right people and, and, and start investing first ourselves and then becoming general partners. So we're actually mm -hmm. about 2,300 limited partner doors. And then we're also in uh, 836 general partner doors, ones that we manage actively, about 120 million of active uh, units under management. So that's been our journey. And what's cool is that we went from having to figure out how we're going to pay our bills to, you know, getting mailbox money, so to say, mm -hmm. while we slept. And uh, it, it's definitely taken us um, out of many binds when the economy has gone yeah. up and down and all around in different ways and have been very thankful for it. One of the things that we're really thankful for is that now that we've kind of walked the walk and learned and become the experts, we get to do the same thing for others and have them be blessed by participating yeah. in, in similar opportunities with us in a done for you type of uh, mm -hmm. opportunity for multifamily investment. Wonderful story there. Mm -hmm. um, I like how you emphasize the fact that this was a decades long journey. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like to leave the impression that it's an overnight kind of experience. And I, I think that's very disingenuous. It just generally doesn't happen that way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a get rich scheme, like a get rich quick scheme. It's no. a, but it is it is an amazing way to grow your net worth and really create a new future for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Enlightened investors, if you haven't done so already, be sure and click that like button and also click that share so others can take advantage of the content. And finally, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episodes. Well, what are the, the three most important things that a multifamily investor needs to think about before investing? Yeah. So uh, we, we talk to people all the time about, about investing. And I mean, one of the top questions we always get, which is a really important one, is, is, is the where, you know, is like where you should invest. And you really need to be investing in places where you can put where there's job growth and where there's population growth, because you kind of need bodies to fill your doors and folks who can pay the rent. So you're looking at stuff like economic drivers and jobs in the economy and making sure it's not an area with just one industry or that services just one industry, but is, has kind of a, a diverse economy. And uh, we, we really like investing in large cities because of that. We feel like it helps with, it just, it's, there's less risk if it's a large city where people are moving as well as in areas that are states and low, they have state and local policies that are landlord friendly. Because if you don't, that can be a real problem. <laughs> so, I was talking to a guy a couple of days ago, 
who's investing in California. And I kind of had to tell him, well, when I give my whole talk to people, I tell you, you got to watch out for what state you're in. You know, you don't want to be somewhere where it takes nine months to evict a non-paying tenant or that's a real drain on you. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest ones, you know, and we tell, we talk to people about how to invest in multifamily as well. Because sure, Everybody assumes that you've got to be some, you know, gazillionaire who's got a ton of money that's got 10 million bucks to put down as a down payment, but you can really invest with a group of people. And that's what we love and what we ended up finding out later in life after 10 years of investing in smaller stuff. And so, I mean, you can invest with a group, whether you've got money sitting around or right now, stock markets seems like it keeps losing about 20% per year. Uh, And I'm concerned that every time the Fed makes an announcement this year that I'm sure the S&P will go down every time there's an announcement. You know, you look at tech stocks that are the same way. They lost 70% last year. So we had two of our investors last year. They sold stock, you know, right before it really dropped. Mario and Jeremiah, and they were both, it saved them a lot of money. They were able to put that in a real asset, an apartment building that where the, that value wasn't going anywhere. And it, as far as it wasn't going to lose value, but it was only going to go up. So yeah, so that kind of saved them a chunk of their savings and they were able to put it into an apartment building. So, but you can use your retirement accounts. Also, we've had a lot of people roll over IRAs from past jobs. What we've seen is IRAs seen them really underperform, especially in the last seven years. I felt like, you know, I, I felt like I've gained very little in our IRA or even in our 529 for our kids. So, so you can roll that over and, and invest into someone else's deal. You can't, you can't invest it in something that you control. It's part of the kind of rules about a self-directed IRA or in a family member's too, right? I'm pretty sure you can't invest in a family member's yeah. deal either. But, you know, that's been another way that we've seen that that people can invest. I think, I think you can't, you can invest with, uh, with siblings. You can't invest linearly. You can't invest with parents or children, but I think you can invest with children. You, you definitely can't I mean, have with, with, with siblings. Right? Yeah. You definitely can't have a controlling interest in the property. Yeah. It's, what is what I know. So, but yeah, and you know, you could use, we've had folks who have sold businesses and use equity to roll it into an apartment building because of the tax advantages that you get. You're going to get bonus depreciation the first year of a good chunk of what you invest, which is a pretty amazing piece. So yeah, and usually talk about the third thing yeah. of the the who, right? The who. So yes, when you are looking to invest passively in a uh, multifamily apartment syndication, you want to ask yourself, well, whom should I invest with? And so part of it is you really want to look at uh, finding a team of specialists, a professional, because this is actually a team sport and it requires a well-trained group of individuals who bring a particular expertise to the table. So what we've done over a number of years is we have gathered a group of top performing multifamily experts and we have general partners who are like-minded and we leverage each other's strengths. And then some of our roles in no particular order range from deal source specialist to underwriter, asset managers, operations specialist, disposition team, legal engineering, environmental insurance, lending, a key principle, equity sourcing, accountant, etc. So we divide the tasks and we conquer it 
because it is a large enterprise. Yeah. And so you really have to have a very well-oiled machine put together. Another thing that we look at is when you're looking at who to invest with is educated and conservative projections that are backed by data. So you want to make sure that your partner's values align with yours. Are they looking to give you projections that are not exaggerated, that are, you know, backed by market data? You know, if you're looking at somebody that's saying, oh, I'm going to give you three times your money over a short period of time, well, they may not be very well versed in underwriting, particularly right now in this kind of market. As a general rule, we at Waldorf Capital Ventures, we prefer to under-promise and over-deliver. We look at every deal from a very conservative perspective. And obviously, we, we aim to meet or exceed expectations. Our main goal really is to put our, our partners, our clients' needs and best interests above our own. For us, that's priority number one. We're, we will not compromise. Yeah, take care that. of your investors. Take care yeah. of our investors. We want repeat clients. We, we want them to be blessed. We had uh, some repeat clients uh, recently that invested in a second deal with us. Uh, Amanda and Paula told us, you know, we trust you guys because we know that you have your best, our best interest in mind. So in having them be repeat investors just shows us a vote of their confidence in bringing their hard-earned money again to our offerings. So we're very thankful for that. Another thing that you really want to look at when you're thinking about who to invest is, is do your business partners have a clear and concise business plan? Have they outlined it? in their offering. When you're purchasing a multifamily asset, you're usually, you know, looking at value add, hold, and, and you know, do you have, uh, are you signing up for an operation that's larger than life? So it's important to have somebody that has studied critical factors affecting their success, like economic drivers, current projections for vacancies, migration patterns, some of the most basic essential things that you're looking at when you're evaluating a deal, which we do at Waldorf Capital Ventures. So we recently had an LOI that we placed in a class B complex in Nashville. And it took a team of four principal several weeks of research. And then we submitted an offer that just didn't uh, satisfy the seller's requirements. So it could take hundreds of these to really secure one that meets our minimum criteria for what we want to offer in our investors' uh, projections that we present to our investors. So we're professionally trained to do that and in our underwriting. And that's the kind of people that you that you want to work with. And then finally, when you're looking at who to invest in with, you want to look at growth mode and current industry trends. So what a, what kind of track record do your members bring to the offering? Do they continue to grow and train and remain current on the latest trends? And you need to understand that they uh, have first-hand knowledge of investing in real estate. So like for us, We've been in real estate 31 years combined. And then when you add our partners to the mix, you know, it's decades and decades of a combined experience in real estate. And we we really believe to uh, in being eternal students and just always continuing to be on growth mode and continue to be under mentors and people and experts in the industry mm -hmm. to keep our skills sharp and to stay ahead of the curve and to always anticipate any changes and trends that could affect the life of, of our offerings. And I think that's important whether 
you're investing like we are in, in, in large multifamily or if you're just starting out in your career, you know, find people you can be around who can help you on your journey. I mean, that's really important. And yeah. that's been huge for us to have people around us who can say, well, here's what we're seeing now as the market changes. You know, here are the kind of returns that you can expect or that that, that we're underwriting. So that's been really helpful. Yeah. So we've placed ourselves in in networks of people that do the same thing that we do. And we just really keep each other sharp and help each other and support each other. And in, in mm-hmm. sometimes in the same deals together as partners and since sometimes in separate deals. So that's been a real blessing to, to stay sharp and not be an isolated kind of instance of like, I have the knowledge and I know it all and I'm the end be all. And that's definitely not our stance. And we mm-hmm. encourage you to find people that that have that kind of a mindset. Yeah. So that's the uh, the way. Those are our big three that yeah. we feel like we things. gotta have. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And those are uh, extremely important big threes there. Mm-hmm. Well, share with our audience, Ida and Nathan, how it is that our those of us who want to invest with you, how can we find you and take advantage of the opportunities you have? So yeah, I mean that's one of the most common questions we get is. If uh, we can help people invest, and and the answer is yes, <laughs> we can. So uh, the next step really is is to go to the website thewealthbuildingtrifecta.com. So don't forget the the, and um, sign in, and you'll get a free copy of the Wealth Building Trifecta to see if multifamily is going to be a good fit for you, and to kind of find out the next steps. And as a bonus, we're offering folks from your podcast who do sign in some time to sit with us to have a 30-minute Zoom and come up with a customized plan for, for their investments. So like Ida said, we spent a few hundred thousand dollars learning about multifamily and educating ourselves, and we'll give you 30 minutes of our time. So what that is, is a 30-minute call to help you get started. And what that does is help you kind of map out your next steps. You're not wondering what you're doing, you know, you're not wandering around aimlessly. And what that means is that you'll be that much closer to that Life of your dreams are to, to get your time back, like Ida was talking about, which is a huge piece of my story as well, uh, and to build that legacy of wealth that you want. And I mean, whether you got $50,000 in the bank or a million or a hundred thousand in a, you know, an IRA, then this, this guide really is for you. Well, there is no replacement for experience and knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And Nathan and Ida certainly have that in spades. Well, before we go here, Ida and Nathan, share with us one of your most difficult setbacks in life. How did you deal with that experience? How did you come through it? And most importantly, what did you learn from that experience? Oh, that's a great question. One of our most difficult setbacks. I mean, I think starting over. Don't you think starting over after living in another country and kind of feeling a little behind everyone else who just jumped into the nine to five job right out of college. And that was one of our hardest things that that we probably had to do. And But we're really now, we're really thankful for it too. I mean, hmm. I heard a, a quote by Billie Jean King that we talk about all the time. She says, uh, actually she named her book, you know, pressure is a privilege. And I think it really was at the time we wouldn't have said that, but it really was a privilege. It helped us push ourselves to do and be a lot more than we ever thought we could be. And we never thought we'd be 
doing what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're really thankful and all those things push you to kind of push your mindset and your, your belief lid <laughs> or definitely our belief lid. We push that over and over and over again. And yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that was probably the hardest thing we went through that, that really helped define us. For sure. Well, yeah. As it's nice to look back on those things. But as you go back to those days, those uncomfortable days, what did you do? You you maintained a marriage, you maintained a family through that. Not everybody does. What did you do to maintain all of that? What did we do? <laughs> it, there were lots of ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. It was not a straight journey. Just like that conversation that we had about should we invest, should we not invest? How do we do this? You know, part of my story, I think I shared, we we worked together for a little bit. I was teaching at the time and I had a dream, funny enough, that I was working with Nathan. And so I shared my dream with him and I said, you know, I think we're supposed to do this. So we actually quit my job, which I loved. I loved my job, but I felt like this was kind of a a journey that we had to take to kind of get that time back. So I joined him in real estate and it was probably three of the most tough years of our life (laughs) as a a couple. We weren't very, we didn't come into it very intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that is so different about when we started Waldorf Capital Ventures together, we really said, this time we're going to go into it supporting each other. We're going to go into it supporting each other and just with the intention of having a healthy marriage, mm-hmm. a marriage business relationship mm-hmm. and where we really hear each other. And and yeah, and I think those are some of the things we kept, we've just kept central this time. Whereas early on, there wasn't a lot of intentionality. We're just, just kind of just doing life to do life isn't always the best way to do life. Yeah. Surviving is the best way. Yeah. But perfectly said. Yeah. Survival yeah. mode was kind of our mode. That's not the best way to do life. Yeah. So you 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 have the power to mold what your life is going to look like is what we've learned over the years. And so and to think about that, focus on what you want it to be. And that's kind of what we've done. We focused on what we want our work relationship to look like. And remain consistent and intentional and taking massive action together, Mm. being of one mind. So it's really been a valuable few sets of lessons. You know, this we're going into our 24th year of marriage. So it's been, you know, an amazing journey Mm because we really have grown together and have really challenged each other. Mm-hmm. to become the very best version of ourselves that we can. And it's like, like I shared earlier, we're, we're in a never ending growth mode. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't feel like we've arrived and we feel like we have a long way ahead, but we're, we're looking at these next phase of our lives as, as yet another adventure. adventure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Tony Robbins says, if you're not growing, you're dying. And we had points where in our marriage where I know I did where I wasn't growing like I needed to like our marriage needed me to and and likewise yeah. and I'm not going to say we're not perfect we still have a lot of speed bumps along yeah. the way but we feel like we're uh, doing better this time and yeah. the whole working and being married together thing I expect there were mountains of forgiveness as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank goodness for that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ida and Nathan, it's been a delight being with you today. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, yeah thanks absolutely. for having us. We appreciate it's it. Wonderful to be with you today. Thank you, Alan.
Enlightened investors, don't go yet. I have just a couple of quick requests. You know the drill. Like, share, and subscribe. But we also need your help to build our audience, so please go to your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll be most grateful. Until next time, prosper and live abundantly. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.